Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very special episode of the World at Work podcast. It is actually the recording of a live session that we had on October 9th, Friday, October 9th, uh, where we were joined by about 28 to 30 participants in a Zoom call. And when I say we, it was myself, Balakanamanti, together with the five panelists who took part of the session, together with me, Nazirina Boras, Mona Amin, Andrea Koman, Sunita Mahotra, and Karen Veering. And we covered three main topics in about an hour and a half. And the first one was, once again, let's look into the numbers, the trends, the facts. What's the job market looking like at the moment? Is it as difficult as it seems? And we will hear about that. And then the second part is, well, given this context, given these numbers, given the situation, what is it that we may need to do differently in terms of our job search strategy, but also more importantly, what do we need to do to reset some of the expectations that we have? And that does include as well the time that it's going to take to find that next new job. And then thirdly, of course, how to keep fueling ourselves and our energies so we make sure we stay resilient, we stay positive, we stay focused, and we stay confident um, that notwithstanding the potential no's, notwithstanding the potential rejections, we still, you know, stay focused, move on, and continue in our, in our job search. So we kick it off with the external view together with Irina Boras, who uh, helps us understand what are the numbers looking like? Irina, tell us a little bit about what's what's the market out there. What what is it like? Thank you for the introduction here, Paula. Obviously, uh, representing the the recruitment field here, I can provide you with some uh, data and a little bit of an overview of what's been happening happening in the last couple of months, actually. Because first and foremost, uh, as I mentioned in my introduction, I'm very much specialized within the life science sector. So. As part of a recruitment agency, we do uh, cover a lot of roles on behalf of our clients in, within this spectrum. The reality of things is that uh, in the last couple of months, in the last six months to be exact, from March onwards, the volume of hiring has definitely uh, decreased. And we have, we've seen an impact from that, uh, from that side as well, because there's definitely not that same uh, rhythm in terms of uh, hiring. And particularly within the life sciences, we've noticed that some of the projects and some of the positions that uh, we were hiring for beforehand have either been halted or uh, just put on the bench for the moment. However, in terms of uh, what is expected from uh, Q4, I have to say that uh, the hiring plans will definitely strengthen towards the end of the year this year in all EMEA countries, actually, uh, to be exact, 24 out of 26 countries, when instead, in comparison to last year, I would say it's still not as uh, high a volume, but it will definitely inc increase in comparison to what we've seen so far during this year. So your efforts will uh, surely be appreciated during this period towards end of the year when we, we, will, uh, we will see a lot of improvement in this area. Uh, regarding the overall um, view in industry and uh, locations, geographies as well, I have to say there have, there have been noticed a few uh, improvements in terms of particular countries. And the strongest labor markets are anticipated in Greece and Poland towards the end of this year. 
However, the weakest will be uh, the UK and Croatia, to be exact. In fact, the Polish labor market uh, seems to have bounced back, expecting an increase in hiring pace in Q4 across all industries. And at the, the exact extreme opposite, we find the UK, where employers continue to struggle with uh, hiring volumes, actually. And there's still a market slump in seven out of nine industries uh, covering telecommunications, um, also transport, finance and manufacturing. So things are still not recovering as fast as uh, we would expect. However, there are also markets like Germany where uh, the growth is pretty steady. So we don't necessarily see a huge uh, increase. We also don't see a huge decrease. Things have been moving uh, quite steadily. There is still an impact in the manufacturing uh, industry that Germany has been struggling with uh, in the last couple of years, not necessarily Corona related, uh, but this is definitely not expected to, uh, to change right now. If we move it along in the life science industry, actually, I still have to say we are part of a very resilient industry. Around 55% of companies uh, have said that uh, they haven't increased their number of hirings, but 45% have. So things have stayed quite normal in 45% of, uh, of companies as Manpower Group has actually surveyed. Um, and we are very positive that uh, this is not uh, going to change. In fact, it's going to increase towards the end of this year. So I do believe that uh, this industry is still one that uh, you need to keep an eye on. There's definitely an impact and a positive increase in CDMOs, for example, particularly related to manufacturing uh, biologics and gene therapies. Also, the, the medical technology industry has seen uh, a good increase and it's not uh, necessarily a surprise but the consumable sector has seen a huge increase uh, on the back of uh, the coronavirus crisis actually but apart from the traditional industries i would say there are a lot of other skill sets that are emerging as new skill sets in this spectrum and i would definitely think that uh, mona has something to share with us from the corporate side of things apart from what we see as a, as a middleman let's see bridging the corporate to uh, the job seekers mona i will leave it to you thank you so much for giving that big broad overview that was really nice especially hearing from what's happening in different geographies different countries um, from where we are sitting, the way we see it is that the sectors which are hiring pretty much revolve around essential work, science, technology. So if we just broadly split it into three, all the essential work, which means food retail, online retail, medical, hospital sector, this is still hiring, uh, maybe not to the, the, the phase that they were in before because they're not even letting people go so or people are not leaving as well very easily so the movement has reduced but it's still pretty much ongoing and you do see you know people who are needed in this sector there is also activity that's happening in the startup ngo sector startup sector care sector and um, consulting, I think uh, Sunita alluded to that uh, in our in our call yesterday. That consulting is hiring uh, as well, and and these are the 
requirements or the skills that are needed on a need basis in different organizations. So whether it's um, consulting, whether it's uh, startup, where there's a lot of movement happening, there are startups that are letting go of people, but there are startups that are very actively hiring as well. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a mix. So again, pretty much resonating towards these sectors. But when we say these sectors are hiring, it doesn't mean that every job in these industries are up. And I give you an example where I work. I work in the, um, in the pharmaceutical sector. And we, it, there is no, not much activity around sales and marketing. And that's for a very good reason, because that's affected tremendously because of COVID. Um, there is, however, uh, a lot of um, need when it comes to functions that are critical to business, whether it's regulatory, whether it's quality compliance, finance, um, these these skill sets are are there to stay. They they will they will stay for for a long time. And so you do see that when there are open positions in critical functions or fields, these are absolutely getting filled in, or you know these are going out in the market. But when it comes to sales, marketing, product specialism, there's a little bit of uh, cautiousness. We are not holding off on recruitments, but there is caution to say. Do we really need it now? Can we can we watch out for a few months? Can, do we really see how things are evolving? What how these these roles will evolve as well? Because these are not the classic roles that will stay as is. These roles are going to evolve as well. And so there's a little bit of um, caution to say let's hold on and let's let's wait to see a little bit more of what's going to happen before we start hiring in these sectors. But again, if it is critical, even within these roles, the hiring is on. Yeah. Mona, actually linked to what you were also saying, uh, qu quite a few of you in the survey were, were asking questions about working arrangements. What are the new type of working arrangements, employment arrangements, you know, part-time, uh, flexible work time, working from home, etc. I think uh, Mona and, and team were also seeing a trend, more and more companies are exploring different alternative options of employment opportunities. And we are seeing an increase more and more of this flexibility, not only in terms of where you're working, but actually how many hours you're dedicated to which type of jobs, because there is a realization out there that flexibility is gonna be the name of the game when it comes to um, finding an employment. Um, so I don't know who would want to chip in on that. And maybe Andrea, I do know you have some, some numbers before we, pivot perhaps into as well uh, uh, Karen's view on, you know, these are the numbers, this is what the market is telling us, but let's see what the real life experience is as well as we are navigating and looking for, uh, for new opportunities. Maybe Andrea, you would like to chip in a little bit on, on that conversation before we hand it over to, to Karen. Of course, you, you mean uh, precisely on the vacancies that are recruiting? Recruiting. For example, yes, you can share with us a little bit the numbers that you uh, that you researched. Of course, but I will. I will first start. Uh, like I go back to the to the March month. You know when everything started, basically, uh, where personally I had seen uh, that numbers of hiring on permanent role decreased and contractor roles increased at that time. Um, we have also not observed that uh, the duration of contractor roles that were previously budgeted for uh, uh, budgeted for has been shorted from 12 months to uh, to six months, for exa example. 
but due to the pandemic situation, I will, um, as Mona uh, mentioned uh, previously, uh, we have seen high demand for roads within uh, quality uh, compliance and regu regu regulatory affairs. Um, uh, since September, however, because she, um, uh, some sales role um, are already are on the market as well, um, and uh, there is still a focus on hiring uh, employees for permanent position uh, rather than contractor roles due to the nature of job and also because companies are looking for talent who can commit for a longer period of time to thrive. Then uh, let me give you, let me share with you some roles that are hiring globally um, within this, uh, this um, period. Such, for example, statistician and uh, mathematician. Uh, we have a tendency, tendency to say that there will be within the coming years uh, a 30% growth in the field. Um, genetic consultants as well, 27% growth. Uh, operational research analysts, uh, we will have 20, uh, 27% growth. Um, medical and health uh, service manager as well, um, I think around 18% uh, growth. Uh, computer and information research scientist, 16% growth within uh, the, the, the coming years. We will also uh, be hiring uh, within um, epidemiolog epidemiologists, sorry for the pronunciation. Um, we have seen 400 more jobs, biomedical engineers as well, 700 more jobs, uh, microbiologists, more than 1,000 uh, jobs, chemical technician as well, more than 1,000 jobs, uh, biochemists and uh, biophysicists. Um, around uh, 2,000 jobs, biological technician, more than 5,000, medical scientists, uh, more than uh, 10,000, um, medical and clinical laboratory technologists and technician, more than 35,000, which is wow. So we can uh, clearly see that um, within those, uh, those sectors that I have mentioned, um, there will be some, uh, yeah, some, uh, some job uh, within within the coming year. So, so we're seeing that this trend of the the stems, the famous stems, right, and uh, the scientific area, uh, math, chemistry, uh, the sciences, etc. I think there's still room for the humanities, by the way, <laughs> for those who are still interested in who, whether it's in HR or um, other fields, including commercial and marketing. I do know we have a very diverse uh, group of participants ranging from marketing to finance to HR. And, and I think, um, as we were saying before, let's get a, because you all have your experience if you're in the market at the moment, and you, you know as well what it's, what it's like, and all of these numbers, May sound a bit distant to you. Let's let's see what it what the reality is from uh, uh, your own personal experience. And in this, I really want to uh, ask Karen to chime in uh, as a senior HR executive who, who's also on the market, uh, who knows uh, how to navigate um, when it comes to looking for new opportunities and her own professional development. And I think. Karen, um, I'm sure people would really appreciate uh, getting your personal experience with this 
this somehow bumpy uh, job market that we were faced with. So I would maybe start by saying, Paula, that, um, you know, of course, it's not a one-size-fits-all scenario, right? We could hear that uh, in some cases, there's still growth, maybe to a lesser degree, but still growth. So depending upon the country, the sector, the job, the skill set, the answer will be a different one. Um, For me, being in HR... Um, and then particularly focusing on, on life sciences, um, that's, that's where my experience is coming from. So it's that segment of the labor market, but crossover, if you like. So what, what, what have I, and this is anecdotal information that maybe completes some of what we have already heard. Um, I would start by saying that, you know, as I already mentioned, I entered into the job market actively in May. At that moment in time, I had made a very extensive list of search firms with my targeted geographies with, you know, an emphasis on life sciences and on HR. And I started reaching out to them and it was very easy. You you, you pick up the phone or you send an email and you had an appointment that same week. So then you know that things are super slow, right? Because this is not business as usual. If then I move forward a couple of months, then I could see and experience myself that in June, you know, some jobs, maybe they were not the jobs that were for me per se, but some jobs started to materialize. Um, Then July, August kind of went into a dip a little bit, mid-July kind of went into a dip. And now it seems to be coming back to kind of the June level. However, only as... Yeah, late as last Monday, I spoke to a search firm, UK-based, so to confirm anyway the story of, you know, UK is one of one of the, the, com- the countries that is struggling, where they were saying that they have opened up a contract branch because their regular permanent branch is not doing well enough. And uh, the consultant was saying that um, for them, they hear from companies that, you know, we're in budget mode and, you know, we're going to delay hiring and we're going to ride the waves of 2020 and then we'll see what 21 brings. Um, another search firm um, in Switzerland, um, actually global search firm, I should say, because the, the person I spoke to is Swiss, Switzerland-based, a global search firm, commented on the fact that they have done significant layoffs because business is not at the level that it was pre-COVID, so in, in the February timeframe. And then yet another one commented on the fact that um, they have asked their consultants to take a significant pay cut. So why do I tell you all of this, right? So I, I do think that we have to count on, it's not at a level that it was in February, And I'm always a believer in, you know, kind of plan for the worst and hope for the best. And and also, I would say, know your market, right? What is the market that you are in? And then calibrate your expectations and your approach relative to that targeted market and that targeted job market. So what does that mean? Um, If you're not in Poland or in Greece, but if you're in the UK or in Croatia, as you were saying in Rina, 
then I would definitely count on things taking longer because then if it would normally be six months, then maybe it's going to be nine, 50% more than what would be the normal time to land a job. Um, I think you also need to count on the fact that if there are fewer opportunities and we all hear about people that have lost jobs and that have entered the market, there will be more candidates. So competition is going to be quite stiff to a degree. And that means that, okay, how can you prepare and how can you stand out and, and you know, show a different side so that, you know, you're attracting attention to you. Um, I would also say that uh, if you were maybe working in hospitality and you're in HR, then for sure you could look at other sectors, right? Maybe there are other sectors that are doing well and that are transferable and, and you know, very easy or even, you know, adjacent in a way. Like for me, yes, pharma, biotech, but adjacent uh, medical devices, services to life sciences, they're adjacent sectors. Um, you can also look at that. I would look at jobs and transferable skills. And I would for sure also think about pay, right? And like, um, as I mentioned, one of the search firms has asked for this pay sacrifice. This is not a single occurrence. So my advice or my suggestion would be when asked about pay, I would always say, look, I'm like, I would, I would expect fair and competitive pay that is relevant for this particular market and this particular segment. But I would also determine for myself, what's my minimum baseline? Um, and what will I not, you know, what will I not go beyond so that you are clear in a way on, on, on what that may be. Um, and, and maybe something entirely different because all of this is about syncing up your expectations with that specific market that you are pursuing in a way. I think um, in the spirit of preparation and competition, I think it's also good that if you're in an active job search situation and you're not working on the job, that you use the time to invest in yourself, right? Um, whatever that means. I'm like, for me specifically, this means basically three things. It means that I have a coach, and I'm working on, you know, some very specific things that are, yeah, close to my heart. Um, I've signed up for an aspiring group HR director course that runs over six months that, you know, gives me insight into what's new, but also allows me to expand my network and meet new people and different people. Um, and then I also reserve a chunk of time every day to really look at quite diverse topics right and like diverse topics either by by virtue of podcasts there are so many on offer or zoom event is an example in a way um but i choose them quite broadly and quite diversely in order to also expand my horizon and maybe get some new inspiration um, and use this time productively so so my tips if you like sync up your expectations to the labor market and invest in yourself. That that would that would be it from the job seekers' perspective, if you like. 
Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that perspective. And, and I think also the, the key learnings of also what you're saying and the, the, the thinking you've had to go through is to say, given this external situation, which is pretty extraordinary, um, and we don't know when it's going to get any better or any different, we need to reset, as you were saying, your ex our expectations in terms of the roles, in terms of even the compensation, um, and also use this time um, to invest in ourselves and to kind of help us, maybe even not only invest in ourselves, but also do a little bit of soul searching in terms of what is it as well that we may be looking for. Are we still following the same path that we always have been following? Are there different paths that we could look into? Are there different strategies, job search strategies that we can uh, look into? And Sunita, I'd really like your views on that uh, as well uh, in terms of, you know, given this context and, and Karen has helped us bridge very nicely between here are the facts and here's my experience with it and here's what I'm doing with it. Um, maybe we can zoom back out a little bit in terms of uh, uh, some some brush broad strokes uh, uh, approaches in terms of the job strategy. And in the meantime, I will be putting out another poll because I want to hear from from you out there if you are you know searching for for a job. We, we did prepare, and Sunita, you'll excuse me, but while you speak. I'm happy to launch this poll to get a sense of how long at least people have been looking for new opportunities out there um, before we go into uh, the job strategy poll. Go ahead, Sunita, sorry. No problem. Thank you for that, Karin. I, I think it's always so wonderful to have a practical experience, right? And Karin, being in the job market now, who better than her to share her strategy? So a couple of things you said, Karin, that really struck me, and, and one was invest in yourself, and I would just reiterate that, right? And the second is recalibrate your expectations. COVID is tough, right? And every conversation, unfortunately, we have these days, we talk about COVID, but COVID actually has a positive side to it, however hard it may be for many of us, I'm sure, you know, have been touched by it, and me personally also with some members of the family. But it is the perfect moment to step back. It's, it's the moment to find the silver lining in the cloud. And, and when you said invest in yourself, Karine, it, it struck me to say, what can you do when you step back, right? You figure out who you are. I know we all know who we are, but I'm still figuring out. I'm 54. So it's a perfect moment to maybe recalibrate. Who am I? What do I actually want? And what am I offering to this market? I think Irina and Andrea's experts have shared a bit of the market. I'm sure all of you have your own knowledge, but who am I, what do I want, and what do I offer the market? Now, I'm a very practical person for the ones who know me already. So I'm gonna be not broad strokes, probably very practical, Paola, if you allow me. The job start strategy, right? There are many, many, many ways to do this, but I have a very simple approach to it because I think sometimes simplicity solves things, right? Three steps, prepare, 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 prepare. That's the first step. <laughs> Second is target. I'm a marketing person. I'm sorry, I have to say it. And the third is network, 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 right? So prepare, target, and network. And I'm briefly just gonna give you a couple of strategies and maybe one or two examples of what can be done. And we will leave it at that for now as I wanna make sure we respect the maximum of the 30 minutes for every episode of the World of Work podcast. Keeping in an hour and a half of audio is a little bit too much, I would say, for, for all of us. So make sure you stay tuned in and um, you follow the second part of this very special live event 
that we recorded on October 9th and where we addressed these three important areas. What's the job market telling us? What do we need to do differently in our job search? And then lastly, what are some things we need to do to to make sure we keep our energy levels up? So make sure you tune in to the continuation of this live event. Sunita will go a little bit more into detail into her practical strategies for every three bullet points. She's got another three bullet points and then another three. So make sure you're ready to take notes. <laughs> Looking forward to staying connected until the next time. Take good care.